Welcome to the Everything Leafs podcast. I'm Kevin Petty. Nick is back this week. Arvind nicely took his place last week. Uh, Nick, how's it feel to be back? Feels good to be back. Um, but now as soon as I came back, hockey seems to be gone. So we're going to have to improvise a little bit. So I'm excited for this episode, though. Yeah, I think we're going to have to improvise here. There's going to be no three stars for sure. Uh, I've been tweeting out the the results of the, of the fake games, but... Uh, I, I thought I thought this week we could do a prospect ranking. Um, maybe not so much a ranking, but we'll do a face-off. So let's do a draft. We'll do uh, a snake draft. So we're just going to pick a team, and I think it'll work out similar to a ranking. Uh, let's throw Sandine and Lilligren in there, and hopefully we can we can provide some entertainment for, for those who are self-isolating at home. Yeah, definitely, and I think that... It's going to work out well where if we pick five players and also a goalie, that should give six good rounds, and then we can we can add a bench on after if uh, if we're up to it. Okay, so we're including Sandine, Lilligren. We're going to include Robert, well, obviously Robertson. Um, People would tune out if they, we weren't including Robertson. Yeah, we're going to have to throw in Korshkov. Basically anyone who's not a, a fully established NHL player who has a chance of playing another game with the Marlies. So uh, I'm going to give, let's do it a, a trivia question here. So if you get it right, you choose your pick, all right? Oh, God, this is really putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the top four Leafs in scoring this year were, were the big four. So Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander. Who's fifth? I feel like all my credibility is about to go out the window. Um, this is just in points in general. Points in general. So here's your options: A. Zach Hyman, B. Tyson Berry, or C. Kasperi Kapanen. I am going to go Berry. I'm trying to think of all the injuries and whatnot. All right, you got it. Oh, you did I actually it. get okay. it? Yeah. Do you want first pick or second pick? Well, I had a lot of anxiety there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I will go. It's snake draft, right? Snake draft. I'm gonna go second pick, and I'm gonna put the pressure on you. Okay. Um. I am going to go with first overall pick, Nick Robertson. I love Sandine. Wow. I love Sandine. Let's get into Robertson here. Uh, one, I just think the the shooting talent is such a game changer at the NHL level, uh, or at any level, really. Uh, his ability to get a shot off, ability to score off the one-timer, which the leagues are kind of lacking. Uh the wrist shot is pretty lethal. He's tiny, but he's a guy who's going to be able to penalty kill. Uh, he's pretty feisty on the puck. I don't know. I think he's going to get a, a cup of coffee with the Leafs next year, and then we'll see how it goes. Uh, I do think he'll probably get you know like five, six games, one of those tryouts. But uh, yeah, I'm going Robertson. Is that who did you want it at two? At at two, like I'll, I'll touch upon Robertson for because I thought you were going to go Sandine and I was going to take Robertson. But uh, I think the big thing with Robertson is just how much he's kind of driven up the ranks over this past year. Uh, when he first got drafted, it kind of seemed like a classic Leafs pick, especially under Dubas, where they were getting that undersized guy that had a, a lot of upside. And it didn't take long for that upside to really reveal itself. Um, you know, you kind of already talked about his, his scoring ability and his shot, which is absolutely elite. He, was, he just tore up the OHL this year. And the other thing I'll talk about that I think is kind of forgotten about just because he's scoring so much is his ability off the puck. He is just feisty and he loves to he loves to battle. Uh, he's kind of got that Trevor Moore feistiness and an activeness off the puck, which I think is going to be the real thing that I mean everyone loves goal scorers, but I think the the every fan can kind of fall in love with the Zach Hyman's and the Ilya Mikheyevs and guys that have that crazy work work ethic. So I think that's what Robertson really also brings to the table, and people are just going to love this guy once he comes to the Marlies or the Leafs. Yeah, he's not an empty calorie scorer by any means, uh, as you said. I think, I mean, the first time I watched Robertson, well, the first time I was really impressed with Robertson, at least. I think I saw him a couple times in the O, but um, I, I watched him at the Olinka. It would have been, I guess, two Olinkas ago, where... He was playing for Team USA, and, and Team USA doesn't send their their A team. They don't send the the U.S. National Development Program. Uh, instead, they kind of like their best players are Robertson and Arthur Kaliev. 
Uh, and Robertson scored a hat-trick against Canada. And just the shot, uh, his ability to, to get his shot off. So guy that's just really, really good in the slot. Uh, he scored. I watched him play the other night against, well, I guess not the other night. I guess his last game against Niagara. And he had two, score, two short-handed goals and almost had the hat-trick. He probably should have had the hat-trick. Uh, of of just shorthanded goals, so pretty exciting to watch him play. Obviously, like I'm still the president of the Sanding Fan Club, but I just think the the shooting talent is so important. You like you look at someone like Lane, who's not all that good at everything else, but his shot is just so lethal. I don't think Robertson's there, but he gets his one timer off very quickly. Not quite as powerful, but it's it's very quick, and then. Just a deception on his wrist shot. Uh, we 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 know someone on the Leafs who can really deceive goalies on his wrist shot. So we kind of know the value there. Uh, I went with the forward. I normally go with the forward, uh, but I feel like Sandine is is kind of breaks my heart knowing that he's not going to be on my team here. Yeah, and Robertson also kind of has that. He kind of seems like that perfect left winger that the Leafs have been looking for. Um, he has that puck winning ability and ability to find he's going to be able to find guys like Matthews and Marner on his line and I think that's something that's kind of forgotten about but he also has the finishing ability that is going to make him a very good left winger for the Leafs so I think he's just a perfect prospect and I just can't wait till he comes to the Leafs but in saying that I guess it's it's my my turn here so second overall this might uh might surprise everyone but I will go with Rasmus Sandin uh, a guy that I thought you were going to take first overall but if you are the president of the Sandin fan club I will honor I'll take the honors of taking the vice president because I've been a big fan of Sandin ever since they drafted him he is just kind of the the epitome of what the Leafs are looking for in a defenseman a player that can push play up the ice make smart decisions and Every single shift with Sandine, it looks like you're watching a different player. He is able to change his game depending on what the situation is in front of him, and he has the tools that allow him to do so in the best manner possible. So um, I still want to see him get a little bit better in his skating, especially straight away. Uh, I think that's kind of his next step, but he brings he brings physicality to his game. His understanding of the time and space of the game and and vision of the ice is just spectacular and I just can't wait to see how, how he looks next year once he's a full-time Maple Leaf. So if you had first the first overall pick, do you know who you would have taken? I think I would I think I would have. The smart thing would have probably been with Sandine just because he still has the upside and we've already seen him at such a young age play relatively well um, with, the, with the Leafs. But I feel like Robertson is just a cool pick right now. And he has just been so hot the past couple months in this year that I probably would have gone with Robertson in the end just to just to spice things up like you did. Yeah, I think, and when it comes to, I, I do the top 25, under 25 at, at Pension Plan Puppets every summer, and when it comes to that, I'm still not sure who I'll have ahead. I think it's neck and neck. Like, they'll probably be back-to-back in my rankings. Um, another thing that uh, I've, I've kind of been asked before in terms of Robertson is, you know, if he was... A, I think it's a week later, he would have been eligible for the 2020 draft, and where would he have gone? Uh, And I've been doing some 2020 draft coverage, uh, or at least watching a lot of the prospects. I'd probably put him around 10th, just such a loaded draft. But the way he's scoring right now is kind of nuts. Now with Robertson, he doesn't really... He's not an elite playmaker. I think part of that is like you don't want him passing because his shot's so lethal. Like, why would he ever pass? But... Uh, he's not quite like he's not Marner out there in terms of puck carrying and and playmaking. It's it's kind of a completely different skill set. So I think those are probably the drawbacks. The size is a drawback. Uh, he's quite tiny, but he does make the most out of it. Sandine, I just think he's had a great year. Uh, he's been great ever since the Leafs drafted him. I just get, you know, I just love scoring talent so much, and I think. You know, that's the one thing Sandine or any defenseman uh, doesn't have on a, on a forward. But uh, I think Sandine is his first pass, his ability to just be cool under pressure. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty good in net front battles. I know because he's younger, he kind of gets uh, criticized a bit for that. I think part of that is just, you know, a couple 
couple odd plays. Uh, as of the last few Leafs games there, he, he had a couple plays where, you know, he, he didn't quite box the guy out, but just a great first pass. Outstanding offensive defenseman, but also a guy who can, you know, play physical and play in a shutdown role. So for me, it's like a 1A, 1B situation. I kind of went with Robertson to be more the fun pick, but, uh, you know, I, I think as you said, like I'd have such a, I had such a hard time deciding between the two. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad pick. Actually, my next question to you was going to be if you had to pick in that uh, under 25, top 25, uh, who would be? So if you had to pick today, and I guess maybe you already answered that with your first pick, would you pick Sandine or Robertson as a better prospect? Uh, I think they're neck and neck. So like right now, I'd pr- probably go Robertson just for the shooting talent. Uh, but I'd have Sandine over, over Dermott, over Kapanen. Uh, over Janssen, and then like probably well ahead of Lilligren. So I won't spoil your next. I won't spoil your next pick here, but I'm I'm guessing it's going to be Timmy. Yeah, so definitely second round, first pick of the second round. I'll go with Timothy Lilligren. Uh, definitely been one of the more controversial kind of prospects in the past few years, just because of. I mean, last year there was so much coverage about how he was having a bad year. I didn't think he was that bad last year. I thought he made some big strides defensively, as I've talked about on this podcast a bunch of times. Um, This year has been another kind of mixed bag in terms of when he was with the Marlies. I thought he was fantastic. He looked like kind of that offensive dynamo as well as a very good defender in transition and uh, in his own end, like what we saw last year, but kind of put his whole game together this year. Uh, When he's with the Leafs, now, it's kind of a very small sample to judge him on, but I did see him take a lot of criticism on his game um, with the Leafs, and I think it was fair to a certain extent, but I think with Lilligren, it feels like he's been with the team and with the organization for so long that we tend to forget that he's only 20 still. So I'm glad that he got a taste this year um, with the Leafs, and I think he's only going to develop from there. Uh, still a pretty he's a good skater he can defend well in transition he I still want to see him be a little bit more creative in the offensive zone but um, I, I always talk about Sandine having a very good understanding of the time and space and Lilligren for me holds on to the puck a little bit too long and that's kind of what gets him into trouble so if he can just kind of clean that up as well as just develop his overall game I think that we have a good player in him and he can be a top four right-handed defenseman at you know hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I think he's he's got a chance to be a second pairing guy. Uh, he's not as good offensively as Sandine. I don't know if he's going to be as good defensively either. Um, he is good at neutral zone defense, and I think he's a pretty good skater. He's got some size. Uh, I I do think we're going to have to be patient with him. I guess the other question is like I look at their defense next year. Muzzin's extended so you got Muzzin, Riley, Dermott, uh, you still have Sandine and then you have uh, Justin Hall so there's five if they go out and get someone like say they go out and trade for a Josh Manson type like are, are you okay with Lilligren being down the whole year or uh, like do you think he'll get a chance over someone like Justin Hall? I would say that probably Hall has it locked in right now um Unless Lilligren has like a, a pretty big offseason and kind of makes some strides. But but again, I mean, he is still relatively young where I don't think it's any rush to bring him to the NHL, but it kind of feels like it is just because he's been with the Marlies. What's it is now his second or third season now. Well, next year would be his third season. So feels like he's been there for a while. So, But again, I mean, there's really no rush in the in the grand scheme of I things. I think next year would be his fourth season. He's been because is the Is it his fourth? Yeah. Yeah, next year would it be his fourth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been here forever just because he started so young. I guess my point would be, like, if you have the five defensemen, if you can get someone like Manson, like, I don't think Lilligren stops you at this point. Like, even if you had to put him down for another year, I'd probably do it. And then maybe he, he just excels and, and takes over Hall spot. Um, I, I like him. I think the neutral zone defense is there. I've always liked his skating. Uh, I don't know if he was great with the Leafs. I think he's been quite good with the Marlies, a real standout. Uh, you know, 30 points in 40 games. Now, I don't think points is the best measure, but, I mean, he's also a guy that's playing top top minutes down there. Uh, he's a guy that's 
you know, would pair nicely in his prime with someone like Muzzin or, or someone like even Martin Marinson. I wouldn't mind them on a third pair. Um, I know that's probably not a popular take, but uh, I just I just really like his neutral zone defense, his, his ability to take away the blue line. I don't know if he's a, a top-pairing penalty killer anytime soon. I don't think he's going to take a power play spot over over Riley or, or Sandine, but uh, he is kind of the clear number three prospect in the system, I think, where there's kind of a gap. Uh, I think there's a gap between, you know, Roberts and Sandine, and then there's a gap between kind of anyone below him. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm just, I'm just looking at our, our rosters right now, and thus far I have Sandine, Lilligren, and you have Robertson. So I'm, I'm curious to see who you pick next because my forward corpse might be a little bit weak and your defense might be the same. <laughs> yeah, and we'll do... Let's do five. Like, if you got to play a defenseman at forward, whatever. Um, I'm going Mikhail Abramov. It's a guy who's having a pretty damn good year in, in the queue this year. Uh, I, I liked him at the at the under-18. I think it was the Olinka. trying to think of where I watched him. He was kind of a skinny player. Uh, he had good carrying skill. He was a very good playmaker. Um, I think this year he's bulked up a little bit. He looks a little bit stronger. And then he's also kind of just become... A, a pretty impressive goal scorer. He's on a team that's it's that's pretty weak. Uh, you don't really like. I think you look at it, at the team in scoring, and he's just like I'm gonna have to look it up here. Uh, I know Victoria. There's like a thirty point difference. You're I, being I know Vic- you're being pretty uh, generous, saying pretty weak. Yeah, I know Victoriaville's like. I always watch the highlights, and it, it's kind of okay. Here it is: seventy six points for Abramov, and the next guy's at forty one, and. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of goals, he's at 35, the next guy's at 19. So he's kind of carrying the load offensively. Uh, he was a player I had in my top 61 at the draft, and he didn't go till the fourth round. So I, I thought I liked the pick at the time. Uh, I think he's he's kind of coming to his own this this year where he's gotten a bit stronger, staying up the middle. Uh, so I, I like the the forward do I have in, in Robertson Abramov here. So. Anything you want to add on Abramov? I really like that pick. I think that he, I mean, the size is the biggest concern with him, but I really loved his creativity. He's, he's such a slippery player in the offensive zone from what I've seen. Uh, I think it was the Halenka that you're talking about, because uh, I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but um, when he was playing for Russia there, but he, he did have a good tournament. And this year, I mean, those numbers alone, like even mathematically, when I think about it, how there could be a, over a 30-point difference is just beyond me. But, uh, you know, he's a player that I'm excited to see as, you know, when when he comes to the Marlies, and the Marlies need some exciting prospects, and I think he could be one of those guys in the next couple of years. Uh, so I'm excited to see him come up, but uh, definitely a big year with him. Yeah, he's a 2001-born, so I'm not expecting him to come to the Marlies and just light the world on fire uh, when he does get here. Like, look at Adam Brooks. He had, like, two points per game in the WHL. Uh, and then he comes to the Marlies, he struggles. Now, I think with Abramov, the speed is there. He's, he's quicker than Brooks. Um, so it should make for an easier transition. My concern with him has always been the strength. I think I think it was the prospect tournament where he just kind of looked like a teenager where he's playing against some, some 21-year-olds. You could, you could really tell. Um, but, I mean, the cue this year, he's, he's kind of turned into a bit of a star. And I think the carrying ability is there. I think the playmaking's there. Uh, he's starting to score more. He's kind of their power play is almost centered around him. He's he's a left shot, uh, almost in the Matthews area where you know he can he can fire one timers a little bit. He's he's not uh, Robertson from there, but uh, he is he is starting to score. He's not just a, a pure playmaker like I thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be a really good transition player who can move the puck. Uh, he's added that goal scoring element to his game where now he's almost even thirty five goals, forty one assists. Uh, watch him score a lot of goals this year so i'm excited to see where he can he can go whether it's you know third line center whether it's maybe maybe ends up on the wing uh, but i do think there is, is quite a bit of upside there so i think he's the number four in the system uh yeah and then since we're doing snake it'll be your pick next right yeah i had a couple i didn't know who to pick here so i'm gonna go with miko kokkinen uh, I'm going to stay young, so I think I'm just basically picking their 2019 draft at this point. <laughs> uh, I watched Kakanen yesterday, actually, because um, I was trying to watch a couple of players from, from Finland for the draft here. Um, he 
isn't all that good offensively. I think his his future is more of a defensive defenseman. I, he could he could keep up well. He for Finland he often played the right side, uh, left shot, but played the right side. So I, I think he could do that pretty much no problem. Uh, he he has a decent first pass. Like I don't mind him in transition. I just I'm I'm going young here. Uh, I think his skill set could fit the Leafs' needs down the road. Road where you know he's a guy that coaches trust that he can penalty kill. Um, he he's not really going to be on on NHL power play. I don't think at least not a top unit. But the Leafs don't really need that. So I think I mean I need a defenseman badly here. Uh, I'm going I'm going Conkinen. It was it was definitely close for me, and I don't know if I picked. Like I'm I'm not the president of the Cockinen fan club, but uh, I do I am going with a bit of a youth movement here. Yeah, I think with Cockinen, I like just his overall skill set. I think that I do like players that are that are smart players. He makes he makes kind of the good passes. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good puck carrier to a certain extent, and he can make the first pass and really push possession for his team. I think with him right now, my biggest concerns are his skating. I watched him. I was really excited. I know I had a tweet that you didn't like about um, the World Juniors. And it was Robertson, uh, Sandine, and Kokkinen. And I made a tweet saying that I was really excited to see Kokkinen, which I was. Uh, and then I guess now in hindsight, it should have been Robertson, obviously. But the thing with Kokkinen, I think that his straightaway speed isn't really that high. And usually defensemen that are on the smaller end you you hope that their offensive skill set is kind of over the top or their skating is over the top uh i don't think with kokkinen either really stand out for me but he is kind of that modern day defenseman that can make very smart safe plays um but i just don't know how high his upside is given his i just don't think his offense is good enough um to kind of break out and i don't think his defensive game is really that good to to break out either so i see him playing on the marlies but i just don't know how high his upside is at this point right now but yeah he's a he's a 2001 born so uh still lots of time there obviously i haven't watched him a ton i don't think i've watched him in league this year um i have watched like he's played for finland at every level like he played world juniors this year uh he played in the Olinka, i think he played in the under 18 couple years i think he might have played in the alenka a couple years like he's been around for for a while now uh I, again i think his ability to play as a younger player on, on an older team uh is because you know his guy coaches trust he, he plays hard i don't mind his skating i don't think he's kind of elite there uh i also don't like he's, he's kind of average in size he's not all that small um it's it's more like I don't think he's gonna be a star just because you know, like, I haven't really seen him dominate as, as a puck mover, uh, but it is a guy who I, I could see being a pretty good shutdown guy down the road. It's a different skill set this organization doesn't have, but at the same time, like I, I don't know how high the upside is. I I would put a Bramov over him uh, where I didn't have it like that at the draft. So I don't know. I, I need a defenseman. I like the youth movement I'm going with here. I'm basically just taking their 2019 draft. So. Uh, you got two picks here, so I'm kind of scared who you're going to pick. Yeah, I need some forwards bad, and if you're going with youth, I'm going with um, controversy. So my next pick is going to be Jeremy Bracco. Wow. Who is another polarizing prospect. Uh, yeah, my, my team's going to be one of the most polarizing, controversial teams ever. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Jeremy Bracco. I think... I've been a huge critic of him over the years, um, but the skills that he is good at, he is very, very good at. And there is still a ton of value in players that are able to make passes through tight seams that can give their opponent, their sorry, their opponents, their uh, teammates. He almost gives them empty nets pretty often. And whoever you put with Jeremy Bracco, there's a good chance they're going to score. So especially on the power play. He's absolutely fantastic on the power play. And so I'm definitely going to go with him. I need a forward. So definitely Bracco is def- next on my list. Uh, he's still a top five prospect, I would say, with the Leafs. Uh, because of just how populated the Leafs' right wing is, it's kind of tough to see him in the top nine uh, just because Kapitan's there and Nylander and Marner. Uh, it's tough to see him there in the future, but... 
he still has a ton of value, I think, with the organization uh, as a trade chip, especially. Uh, so we'll see where he goes. Okay, a few things here. One, you could have got him later because I forgot to put him on my list. So I could have <laughs> got him with the last pick. Um, I think that's what everyone says about Robertson, all the NHL GMs. Yeah, let's see. Do they I all forgot about him. I think that's what happened at the draft. But with Bracco, a few questions. One, he had left the Marlies for personal reasons. Uh, so he hasn't played in a while. Maybe that's why I forgot about him. Um, I guess my question with him, uh, I do think he's an elite passer. I think he's great on the power play as, as the, the quarterback. I just don't know when the opportunity is coming. Like, he's 97. Uh, I look at at the team right now, and I see their, their depth on the wing. So Hyman, Marner, Nylander, Mikhaev, Janssen, Kapanen. So th- there's six all-wingers. Uh, I'm assuming Kerfitt's at center. And then... You know, Nick Robertson to compete with, Jason Spezza, Dennis Malgin, Pierre Engvall. There's a lot of players there. And and then you even throw in guys like Brooks or Korshkov. There's a lot of players there for him to Clifford. for him to compete with. And I don't see a top power play role coming for him. Like I think he'd have to be on the second power play unit. I don't think he wins a lot of battles. I don't know if he'd be good in terms of, you know, something like like any play driving stat. He's a little empty calories, but um, I guess that's my concern is just, you know, where do you think he fits? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's been the question for the last few years uh, with Bracco. Like I said, like the things he's good at, he's very, very good at. I think he's probably a top three passer, maybe in the whole organization. He's that good to me. But I still think, like you said, I think you'd probably need a babysitter, uh, some good defensive forwards and a good some good defensive defensemen to play with him at the NHL level. At the AHL level, he really doesn't impress too much defensively. Uh, not a big goal scorer. He's obviously very pass first. So he's he's a controversial uh, controversial player, and that's why I picked him. All right. Uh, the only other thing is like I wonder because because he was gone for personal reasons. Like I wonder. If he would have got an opportunity, like they had Aberg up, I think they had uh, Korshkov up, they had Brooks up for a while. Um, I, I wonder if there was ever going to be a chance for him. It is because of their their right wing depth. Like now that Nylander's moved over, though, there's a little bit more opportunity. Uh, I think they could use some offense on that third line. It's just you know Bracco really is going to have to score to keep a job because. He doesn't do all that much else. He's not that fast. Uh, He has to play right wing because his his skating stride only really fits that position. Not really going to be on a checking line at NHL level. Not going to penalty kill. Um, So I guess my my answer is, like, I'm trying to get a lot of guys that, not necessarily bigger, but are are really good off the puck that can get the puck back. Um, Almost like what Tampa's doing with, like, Blake Coleman. Um, And I I think Bracco's kind of the opposite. So... I do like your, the pick because I think he kind of went off the board there. I do think Brack was a pretty good player. Like he's, he can lead the AHL in scoring, for example. Um, so yeah, you got a you got an interesting little team here with. Uh, so you got the you got Sandine, Lilligren, Bracco so far. You got one more pick. Yeah, I do have one more pick, and this now I'm kind of in between here. I am gonna go with. I need a forward again, and it's slim pickings right now. But I'm going to go with – I need a Nick on my team. So I'm going to go with Nick Abruzzesi. I was going to pick That was going to be your next pick? Yeah. Okay, so I'll take him. Um, that makes me feel a little better. So overager that the Leafs drafted last year. Um, the thing with the overagers, I think that even when Mac Hollowell was, was drafted, uh, a player that I really like that – I'll be talking about a little bit later. They need big years kind of coming out to make sure that that's kind of worthwhile. And and Abruzzesi's had a really, really good year this year. He has been one of the top scorers. um, He's been one of like the top university scorers. And he also like, I think he led actually all freshmen, all first years uh, in scoring this year. So he's been really good. Another just kind of on the smaller end, but very very creative in the offensive zone Uh, i really like his passing game not a guy that has really a a great shot but um i do like his game and i guess the knock on him would be he is i think he's the same age as lilligren um yeah he is if i'm not mistaken he is the same age as lilligren yeah so 
I guess that is kind of the knock on him, but he is a, a fourth round pick. So, you know, you're not expecting him to kind of be a, a boom right away. So with him, it's going to have to be patience and you hope that he kind of takes strides every single year uh, from here on in. Yeah, my favorite... So I've been watching a lot of the Harvard highlights. Um, first off, you're saying his name wrong. I don't know how to say it either. Ambrosizi, maybe? Um, I thought it was Ambrosessi. I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> I, don't think, I, I can't say it. I hear it all the time. I just can't say it. Um, there's... It's an interesting team, Harvard. They got... I really like Rathbone. Uh, defenseman. He's a prospect for Vancouver. You also have Kerfoot's brother on there. So it's... Uh, I don't know. It's just interesting watching them. I think he's almost like a Robertson light, um, but it is pretty light. Uh, I guess the question is just, you know, how close to Robertson is he? He's a skilled guy. Uh, he can score off his one-timer, so I actually like his shot. Uh, he can. He's a good playmaker. I guess the, the question with him is, yes, size. Is, he's tiny. Is he going to do much off the puck? Uh, I don't think he's, like, he's not capping in out there. He's probably a decent skater, but not... Um, like for a guy that size, I really want to see a lot of a lot of skating, or a lot of speed, I guess. And then because of the age, is ninety nine. Like Lilligren's already playing NHL games. He's already played AHL games. I think we'd we'd probably see him be a decent AHL player. I think the question is, you know, because he's so because he's a little bit, a little bit on the tiny end and he's off the puck. He he has moved to the wing. Uh, I I just think the question is like how good is he going to be off the puck and how much pressure is there going to be on his scoring? But that was going to be my pick. That was going to be my pick. Yeah. And I think you touched upon a good spot. Like kind of like I was saying earlier, when you have these guys that are a little bit smaller, you need them to kind of stand out in certain, whether it's their skating, whether it's their playmaking. And that really kind of pushes to how they can push the ice and put up points. And we've seen guys that are on the smaller end that really need to, really put up points if they want to come up to the NHL. And given his timeline right now, uh, I guess that would be his biggest concern. Can he impress enough? Because um, he's not really a phys- like all that a physical player, so he's going to have to kind of impress in, in his offensive and defensive uh, abilities. Yeah, I'm going to go... So I'm picking next. I got the next two picks here. So I'm going... I'm going to stay with defense because I already got Robertson and Abramov. I'm going to go with Joey Duzak. I think he's been very good with the Marlies this year in terms of uh, just puck moving. He's a 97, so he's a bit on the on the older end, so this is going to end my youth movement here. Um, he's the Marlowe of the team. He is, I guess. But 18 points in 23 games. He lit it up with the Growlers earlier. Uh, we're not really used to seeing you know, Growlers be high-end prospects, but at least it kind of changed the way they do things. I think they wanted to get him power play time. Uh, my question for me is going to be defensively because he's he certainly has the offensive skill to be like a power play quarterback at the NHL level. Um, he's on the smaller end, just five ten. But you know, is is the skating going to is the skating and the strength going to be enough for him to hold down an NHL job? That's the question. But you know, this far down on the list, I think. I, I like him just because his, his game is there's a lot of there's at least some upside there in terms of his his puck moving ability. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I think this year the Marley's defense, especially when Lilligren and Sandine got called up, was a little bit tough to watch. Uh, there wasn't really that many kind of exciting defensemen on the Marley's once that happened, and I think Joey Duzek was one of the most exciting guys when he's in the offensive zone. I love watching him play. I think he can. I think he moves quite well. Um, he's at his best when he is kind of walking the line and stepping up into the play, um, into the uh, kind of into the offense. So I think he's got a good one-timer. I uh, scored a few goals actually this year um, and since he's come at the Marlies in general. So, but like you said, I mean, the clock is kind of ticking with him. So we'll see where he goes next year. I think even if he is like a, a lifetime Marley, look, like, it looks like that might be the case, but there's a bit of upside there just due to his uh, offensive skill set. I got one more pick here, and I'm going maybe off the board. I'm going to take the first goalie of the draft. I'm going with Ian Scott. Uh, Ian Scott hasn't played this year due to injury. Um, I haven't liked Joseph Wall at all. 
this year. And there's two goalies, I think, basically two goalie prospects. So I went with the other one. Uh, he played for Canada World Juniors. He didn't play much, but yeah, it's just it's like a year removed or two years removed now. Um, he was really good with Prince Albert, kind of out of nowhere. So, you know, I don't have a ton. I'm not going to go too in depth on the on the on the goalie uh, report, but he's six four. I like bigger goalies. I just feel like it's it's a bit of a boomer bust pick, and I haven't liked Joseph Wall so much this year. So, uh, I went with Scott. Yeah, I'm not going to really talk too much about uh, Ian Scott either. I think goalies are so difficult to kind of predict and. Um, I'm not really too confident in my goalie assessments. So, uh, but I mean, he has had some injuries the last few years. Um, so I'm hoping that he just stays healthy and we can see kind of what, what he has, uh, especially with the Marlies. Yeah. Bit of a mystery box, but you got two picks now. What are you, you going to do? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go with a forward and since you took Robertson, I just can't afford for you to have a, any chemistry on your team. So I'm going to go with Semyon Durgenchensev. Uh, and you know, I think to a lesser extent, he might be a little controversial too, because when he first got drafted and he played some preseason games with the Leafs, I thought he played absolutely fantastic. And the bandwagon of people who liked SDA was just rising at a very alarming rate. And then last year, to me, he had a bit of an off year. I think that everyone expected kind of an upward uh, projection, but uh, I think he only scored like six goals all of last year. Um, and I'm not going to check it up right now because it's too much typing to fill out his whole name. But uh, oh, it's close to. I think he maybe had seven. Seven, okay, it's off the top of my head. Um, so, but this year, I mean, we've seen him in all the highlights with Nick Robertson, and he's had a bounce back season. Uh, very pass first type of player on the smaller end. I really like his edge work. Not the fastest skater, but I think there is enough offensive upside that it still is a good pick, a nice late round pick. Um, I'm just looking at my team right now and. I have Brocco and SDA on my forward line, so they're going to be setting up Abruzzesi a lot. So he might become like that shot's going to come in handy. So <laughs> with with two really good playmakers on his line, so yeah, I went SDA. I think with this, I'm not as high on SDA as others. I do think that um, because he's so tiny, like he's going to have a hard time winning battles. I think it's going to put pressure on his on his offensive game. Uh, I do think that he can probably keep up. Uh, he does have a, a like. You look at the, the box score stats here: seventy-five points in seventy-seven games. But he is playing with Robertson. Uh, still, just twelve goals. He did have six last year, so he's at twelve goals this year. I watched Peter Brill quite a bit this year. I guess I'd say their their best player is Robertson, followed by you know Kill Thomas. Then they got uh, Chisholm on the back end. I also like Liam, Liam Kirk, who's pretty close to SDA. So, like, I wouldn't say he's starring, even though the points are there. Uh, I just, at his size, he's going to have an upward battle. I do like that he can play up the middle. Uh, but he's got to get stronger. He's still quite young. He's a late 2000-born player, so uh, he's got some time, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, like, over the top on him. I think he's got a chance, but he is, uh, I guess, Pretty well known in, in Leafland. Yeah, and for my last pick of the starting lineup, I think this one might be. Yeah, we'll get a couple. We'll get a couple bench players. In yeah, I'll, I'll finish off with the goalie just uh, just for completion's sake, I guess. Uh, but I will go obviously with Joseph Wall uh, again. Not a player that you know I'm going to speak a lot about, but I do really like his athleticism, and I saw I think two or three of his games. Uh, one last year and. The other one was two years ago. And one that really sticks out to me is I saw uh, Boston University versus Boston College uh, play each other. And that was actually the time when uh, Clayton Keller was on BU and McAvoy and Fabro. And they just had a really good team. And BU just dominated BC that game. And the score was 2 nothing, one empty netter and one goal where Keller pretty much gave his, uh, his uh, teammate an empty net. But Wool was absolutely amazing that game. He's got phenomenal. He's got he's pretty big, uh, very good athleticism. Uh, he can move well. So I guess I've always had a soft spot for him just because I've seen him play live a few games. But other than that, I I can't say I've watched him too much. But I know the Leafs really believe in him, and you know they they kind of talk really highly about him. So we'll see what happens. And 
I mean, like you said earlier, there's only two real goaltender prospects and Anderson is contract is is coming to an end in a few years. So they're going to need one of them to either step up or else they're going to have to look elsewhere. All right, you ready for the bench spots here? I'm ready for it. This is this is where it gets interesting. Okay, I'm going with Mac Hollowell. Wow, uh, I'm mad at you for that. Yeah, I'm go- so with Hollowell, he was a high-end offensive defenseman in his last year with the Greyhounds. Uh, he also played with Sandine for a little bit there. Just an amazing skater. Like I think he's like a, a 65 to 70 grade skater. Uh, just in all directions. The the issue, of course, is going to be height. Uh, I think he's like 5'9". Um, a little bit on the smaller end. He hasn't gotten a ton, as much power play opportunity as Duzak. I don't think he's quite as good on the power play as Duzak is. But like I look at someone like Mete, who I loved when he played for London. Just the speed. I don't know if he's Mete level as a skater, but he's pretty he's pretty damn good. He's got some offensive upside. Uh, again, like he, he holds his own in, in, in physical battles. He is a little bit on the smaller end, obviously, but uh, you know, ex Greyhound, he's still fairly young, like he's a ninety-eight. So you know, give him a give him a year or two at the Marlies, and because of his skating, I just I think it's a skill you can bank on. Uh, I don't know if he's. I wouldn't say that he's likely to be an NHL player, but uh, definitely a player I've always enjoyed watching. Yeah, actually, Matt Hollowell might be kind of one of my favorite prospects that I've really watched closely. And last year, actually, uh, over at the Leafs Nation, we did a um, prospect articles where, and I was given Mac Hollowell. So I watched quite a bit of him. And, and like you said, I mean, his skating is absolutely amazing. I think he might be one of the, the best skaters in the whole organization. His straightaway speed is up there. He's got great edges. Um, his heel to toe is amazing. I really love watching him skate. The thing with Hollowell, I he is on the smaller end. I think he's a good enough skater that he and he's good enough in battles where I don't really think it's too much of a concern. But I think the big thing with him is just finding his game because when he was with the Sioux, he was almost like a rover. Um, he was always stepping up in the he was always stepping up into the offense. Um, he was able to you know pack on a lot of points, and even when he got beat, his skating was a, he was able to kind of recover because he's such a good skater. With the AHL and with the with the Marlies, I've been a little bit disappointed in the way he's played. Uh, I feel like he's been kind of timid, and he's at his best when he is aggressive and when he's stepping up in the offense and holding a tight blue line, uh, which I haven't really seen with the Marlies yet. Uh, he has played a lot with uh, Ben Harper, which I wasn't a big fan of that pairing, but I just want to see him kind of figure out the type of player he wants to be at the AHL and... I want to see him a little bit more aggressive because I think that's where his real value is. Um, but again, I guess we'll see where he, he goes. But that's my main concern with he him. He reminds me of my next pick, which is Adam Brooks. Did anyone take Brooks yet? I don't think so. No one has yeah, taken I'm Brooks going with Adam Brooks. So uh, Brooks, like, like staying on Hallwell here, but there is some similarities. They're both drafted as overagers. I think when Brooks came to the Marlies... Brooks was the leading scorer in the WHL, so I think we expected big things. Took him a little while to get comfortable. I think with Hollowell, it's kind of been the same story where, you know, it's it's a different level. Guys are bigger, guys are faster. Um, he's still a heck of a skater, Hollowell, but I don't think his his puck moving, his offense has really been what we saw uh, in in the Sioux. Uh, but you know, I think Brooks. Moving on to Brooks now, I think. He's got a two-way game. I thought he got, I think it was the Chicago game, his last NHL game, where Taze just kind of beat him, and I, I think that's pretty much what got him sent down. Uh, he's got, I thought he was pretty good in his NHL stamp sample, so like getting him this late uh, is, I think, might be the steal of the draft here. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the high-end upside that puts you up too high on, on the top 25 under 25 or on a prospect ranking, but... Uh, I did think he he was made some smart plays when he was with the Leafs, and uh, just his ability to stay up the middle, I think, is going to be quite valuable. Yeah, definitely. I definitely see him spending time with the Leafs next year in the fourth uh, line center role, kind of like he was this year, uh, jumping up during injury. Uh, yeah, definitely not a guy that kind of impresses, you know, in any particular skill, but he's just so well rounded and so smart with the puck that uh, he's just a really likable guy. I, I did also like. 
his sample with the Leafs this year. Uh, I think he's been one of the better players in the Marlies, obviously. And I think his skating has really taken a step up um, in the past like year and a half, really. Uh, but also just become a smarter player. And, and I know Sheldon Keefe is a big fan of him. So uh, hopefully we see him with the Leafs a little bit more going forward. You got two picks here. You can take... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to go with... I need a defenseman here. And I'm going to go with Timo Kivahalme. Wow. Just another older guy. We need some... We're full of Marlowe's on this team. So, yeah. So with Kivahalme, I think it was kind of difficult to judge what he was going to be when he came to the organization when the Leafs got him last year. Um, and I think he's he's played quite well for the Marlies this year. He's a guy that can has a good first pass, um, pretty good vision, um, and he can pick out kind of some some difficult passes. And he's smart. He's also quite smart in terms of kind of jumping up in the play and when he should pinch and when he shouldn't. Um, again, like I don't think there's really too high a shot that he's going to be kind of a staple with the Leafs anytime soon. Uh, he is already 25 or 26 right now, so kind of what you see is what you get with him, but um, he'll be good on my bench, so I'm happy with that. All right. Uh, um, yeah, I think he might be like a... Oh, it's me again. He might be like a, a Rosen light. Like, I guess that's what I'm hoping for. Like He's been top pair with the Marlies. I don't think he's been a star, but... Has that kind of done it all with them? Um, obviously, he's he's got some pro experience playing in in Finland, so yeah, not a bad pick. I don't know how. Yeah, he's twenty four, so I guess I guess he counts here. Yeah, I think I think Rosen is a good. Uh, that's a pretty good comparison, I guess, because Rosen did make a pretty big jump from when we first got him to to now. I guess he's kind of like that fringe NHLer, and I'd be pretty happy with him kind of jumping up in in the Leafs lineup whenever they need it. So I think that is a good goal for him. So you got you got another pick here. You go Philip Kral or Igor Korshkov, Mike Koster, Kelly Lopinen, uh, your boy Tanner McMaster. I don't know if he counts for this, but we can make an exception. <laughs> I should I should go Tanner McMaster, but I feel like I need someone with uh, a little on the younger end. So I'm actually going to steal one of your guys. You stole Hollowell, so I have to... I, I couldn't forget that I'm taking receipts here. So I'm going to go with Michael Coster. Wow. Um, so just a really fun player to watch from what I've seen. Uh, can make some good passes. He's a good skater. I'm not going to go too in deep here because I really want, you know, some more time for you to talk about him because I know he's one of your favorites. So I'll let you go actually on this one. But he's on my team. Just remember that. I know I sent you like a, a clip of him to watch, like that full game to watch. Um, I, I really liked him at the Alinka. I think it was, I guess, not this link about the one before. Smaller player. Um, but, again, as I was saying earlier, like the states don't send their, their A-team to these tournaments. And he was playing against Canada's A-team. And a top-pairing role, uh, Miller is also on that team, who I like. And I think Luke, I think Reed was also on that team. Um, so they had a pretty good defense, a lot of underrated guys. Um, I thought Coster... Guy that just really stood out to me to the point where, like, I was wondering if he'd be uh, a first round pick at one point. I think I ended up putting him kind of towards the end of the second round, is, is where I slotted him. I, I think, you know, he hasn't had a great, like, if you look at the box score numbers, I don't think he's had a great year, but I've watched him. I don't really care about points too much for defensemen. Uh, I think he's a, a pretty good puck mover, a little bit on the smaller end. I debated picking him over Hollowell. I kind of went with Hollowell because he's got the. The AHL experience, but I do think I'm still pretty high on Coster. Uh, I, I like that pick. Um, you know, I, I don't think you know we want to go an hour on Coster here, but uh, he is kind of my sleeper prospect in the organization. I think you know Mitchell Miller is the guy who I was thinking of earlier. He plays on the same team as Mike Coster, and, and I think he's kind of getting more of the opportunity in terms of power play time. Uh, Miller is going to be a, a pretty good pick i think mid-round pick in that in this draft so um yeah i don't think coster's kind of taking a different route where he's not in the ncaa yet um but you know i think he's a guy that you know two three years from now we might be pretty impressed by yeah i actually remember when he got drafted because I, I remember you sending me that video before it and then as soon as he got picked i i can't remember who the actual draft analyst was but it was a huge threat about Coster, and then he pretty much quote tweeted it and said, "Of course the Leafs draft him." So that's when I knew he must be a, a sleeper pick. <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked when they picked him. I thought 
I didn't even know if he was going to get drafted. And then, sure enough, he they took him. So, again, I haven't watched him much this year, but heading into the draft, it was quite... Uh, I, I liked him at, at the Alenka. So, yeah, maybe you just got... Uh, you just got my guy. So I'm going to take... We're going to do one more. I'm going to pretty much give you Korshkov here because I don't know who else you'd take. But I'm going to take Philip Kroll. I don't think anyone's taken him yet. Um, Kroll... I'm not a... I guess I'm just scared after the whole Andrew Nielsen thing where like he put up a ton of points in WHL, came to the Marlies, still put up a good amount of points, but it was all like power play. Corral's a guy who I've never been absolutely in love with, but I think at this stage in the game... like. I'm surprised he's still here. Um, I almost actually kind of forgot to take him earlier. I should have taken him a little earlier. Uh, still a guy who's pretty young. I think he's got, obviously, more size than someone like Duzak, someone like Hollowell, which is, is working for him. Uh, I think he's going to be fine on the Marlies, even if he went and played today. I think he could he could probably do it. I don't know if he'll have a stint with the Growlers. be interesting. Um, but just a guy who's, I mean, he's been one of the better players, I think, and one of the better defensemen in the WHL. Uh, I didn't think he was great at the World Juniors. He wasn't. I think it was last year's in the World Juniors, uh, not not this tournament. And then, I guess I just have have a, a few nightmares of Nielsen, where guys that you know he's a pretty good goal scorer on on the back end. Um, he's on a great team in, in Spokane. Like, uh, he's not the number one. I still love Ty Smith, but uh, he is a, a pretty a, a solid prospect, especially this late. So. Um, Anything you want to add on on Philip Kroll? Yeah, I haven't watched too much about him. I just watched a few videos. Um, I think it was like a few months ago on him, and I mean his skating definitely. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's a high end skater, but I'd probably say just in the limited I've watched him, uh, looks like a pretty good skater. And uh, I think he touched upon everything else. Yeah. Okay. Last pick. Who are you going? Uh, yeah, I guess I gotta go Korshkov here. You go. You don't have to do Korshkov. You could do Lindgren. No, I'm, I'll go Korshkov here. I think he's probably the next best player. Yeah, I think that's the clear pick here. Um, a guy that's also tasted the NHL when you're talking about the other guys that we're talking about here, you know, it's still kind of in question if they'll even, you know, ever even see the NHL. So I feel like I have to go with Korshkov here. Uh, he's definitely a player that I have not been as high on, um, as other people. I know that a lot of people kind of want to see him on the team next year, um, just due to his, his physical ability and his size and something that the Leafs are a little bit missing, but, you know, I think the Leafs will have a decent amount of size, like on the the in the bottom six. When now that they got Clifford, um, so I don't really know if Korshkov's really needed on the team. I don't know if he really does a lot of things very well. He's a decent playmaker. He's he scored a number of goals this year. Uh, kind of went on some good streaks, but I wouldn't really say he's got a dangerous shot. Just more kind of his net front presence um, that he's kind of scored on but he never really had a history of scoring uh at other levels so i'm not sure if you know to say that he's a a very good goal scorer so i kind of have a similar stance on him that i did with marchment uh i don't think korshkov's a very good puck carrier i don't know if he's a very good playmaker that would be make him effective at the nhl level so uh i'm still not too high on him as as being a piece with the leafs you know, going forward, especially given his age, I think he's 24 now. So um, I'm not too sure about him, but, you know, I'm happy with him on the team. <laughs> yeah, I think I went to his lone NHL game and he scored. So he's, he's one for one so far. Maybe if he keeps that up, you got to steal. So as long as you are in the building, whenever my team plays your team, I think I'm looking pretty good. I think I might uh, play him over Ambrosizzi maybe. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think with him... Like he's the same age as Engvall. He's a ninety-six. I think Engvall's better. Um, he's a strict winger. He hasn't really put up a ton of points with the Marlies. I think he's a decent net front guy. Babcock seemed to love him, but now that Babcock's gone, I'm not sure if if that's gonna continue. I just think they have a lot of forwards. I think he he might like for me. He's he's closer to a replacement level guy, so I'd have him below Brooks just because Brooks can play up the middle. There's more opportunity there. Um, you know, I think the Leafs could benefit from someone with some size and guy that can win the puck back. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of his playmaking. I'm not a huge fan. Like, he's getting better as a goal scorer just because he go to the net. But like, the best players on the Marlies, I'd say Patan, Bracco, Agostino, Aberg. I don't think he's yet in that class. So, and like I might even put, I don't know if i put McMaster over him, but I think it's close. Uh, Adam Brooks is, is a little bit better than him, I think. So, yeah, I, I'm not, 
as high as, as others are on Korshkov, but I did get to see his, his one NHL goal in his, in his first game. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I have to be happy with that. Yeah, I think I would agree with that like kind of little ranking you made for the Marlies. I would probably have I'm trying to think Mark McMaster for Korshkov because I also think it's close, but I also I also really like McMaster's game and I think he's really underrated. So, um, you know, I think he would if if there was a free agency to this whole draft, he would be my first free agent that I signed. All right. Um, yeah, the only other guy I can think of would be like uh Kelly Lopinen, who I watched recently just because I was trying to watch some of the younger guys on that Finland team he played on. Um, decent puck mover, uh, kind of on the smaller end. Kind of like the pick as as someone like I'm hoping they continue taking guys like that in the late rounds. Like European doesn't get watched a lot. Uh, he is playing in, in like he's playing with Quentin Byfield right now. So well, I guess no one's playing right now, but he was playing with Quentin Byfield, so he's getting a lot watched watched a lot more. Um, I think he's a fine player, obviously so young. So I guess he'd be the only other guy I could think of. I'm not a big Lindgren fan. Uh, is there. I never watched Kara. So, yeah, I think we got about everyone. So just to recap the teams here, Nick. So your team, you got you got the, the defense of the future here. Sandy and Lilligren. You got SDA, Bracco, Nick Ambrosizi. I think I said that. Uh, you got Wall and Nett. Adam Brooks and Mac Hollowell. And then, you know, you got some small forwards there. No, sorry, I, I think I took Brooks. Did I mix that up? Yeah, I think you mix up the benches, but that's okay. I mix it I mixed up the benches, yeah. So your bench is Korshkov Coster. Yes. What a team. Who who you're giving your <laughs> who's getting the captaincy? Is it Sandine or are you going off the board? Uh, you know what? We're gonna have to go Yeah, you know what? We're gonna have to go Sandine. Okay. My team. I got Miko Kokkinen, Joey Duzak. Nick Robertson, Abramov, uh, I got Ian Scott, I got uh, Adam Brooks, and Mac Hollowell. I am going to give my captain, or I think I got Philip Kral too. Um, That's huge, don't forget that. Yeah, I'm going to give my captain to, let's go Mac Hollowell, because I know you like him. Wow! Yeah, we're starting. That's to, just rubbing salt in the wounds now. We're starting. <laughs> we're starting a rivalry here. So, um, any overall thoughts before we get out of here on the system overall? Well, I think that now prospects are kind of more important than in kind of ever because we look at teams like Pittsburgh and uh, even Chicago to a certain extent, where you have your core players locked in, which the Leafs do now, and drafting has become extremely important. And I think the Leafs are drafting well it looks like they're well not looks like they are picking guys that seem to be higher on the boards and they're, they're picking them at later rounds like robertson um like coster coconut etc so we i do have a certain amount of of confidence in the player development staff that they'll they're going to be able to make these guys into players that will one day be able to to plug in um to play along with the core but I mean, these prospects are extremely important, even though the Leafs have, especially now that the Leafs have a core set of, of guys locked in. Yeah, I do think it's a bit weaker uh, in terms of other systems, especially if you don't put Sandy and Lilligren in there. Uh, Robertson is, is kind of the, the jewel. Uh, Sandine, if, if he counts, would also be one of the jewels. I think Lilligren's a good defensive prospect. Uh, Bramhaus. I think really emerging. I love their their last draft, but I think they've had some weak ones in the past. Uh, you know, I, I think they're they're largely looking for to add some depth players below. Like Fadden Brooks could be a fourth line center. They'd be thrilled. Um, but you know, you look at the least roster, and there's not many guys that are going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, it's going to be kind of t- pretty tough right. to challenge for a spot. And I think they are going to be in a position where you know maybe they trade someone like a Johnson or a Kerfoot um, for, for a defenseman. We'll see. But they do have a ton of forwards. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess we'll see where it goes. But, uh, Nick, thanks for coming back. I know uh, Arvind almost took your job there. But uh, <laughs> with, with with no hockey, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to still record here. Maybe we'll do uh, – we'll have to get a little bit creative here. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, Nick, and we'll see everyone next week. 